Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. show i'm your boy steven knight hope you're having a wonderful monday hopefully it'll get a little bit better for you we are back with the latest in sports fashion movie reviews and the best indie music out there now later on the show we welcome nicole ross who is the president of hands across philadelphia it's an organization that is working towards the betterment of youth and people of color it's black history month so what other better time to have her on the show then in Hot Topics, we're discussing everything from the Grammy breakdown, a lot of controversy, a lot of great things happen. And then uh, there's beef between BET and Nicki Minaj. Uh, BET has since apologized to her, but we'll talk about all that. And Nick Cannon calling out Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel for their uh, past blackface incidents. Talk about all that in Hot Topics. Want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, and of course our official website, thestevenightshow.com. You can also check us out on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just go to our website, thestevenightshow.com. Well, before we go to break, uh, it's time for our artist spotlight. Every week we recognize somebody in this segment who is doing big things in music. Uh, if you're interested in being featured, please email us, email us at submissions at thestevenightshow.com. Submit your MP3 radio friendly, as well as your promotional pictures, social media uh, links, and you know your bio, whatever we can put out there for you. Now, in our spotlight tonight is a young lady who I've known since she was a little girl. She's not little anymore. Her name is Tuesday, and this is her song, Baddest. For more information, go to our website, stevenightshow.com. When we come back, Hot Topics, right back after this. Shoot 
the baddest you could have had it. How could you lose me? Until the sunlight Can't believe I had you going all night A touch here Pulled hair Back it up Right there Girl, you know you did some things to me slowly Got me thinking I should call you my shorty You the type that I could bring around the homies Down for me, I ain't never gotta worry Worry Tease me Kiss me Squeeze me Tell me that you miss me Tell me you and I are meant to be Forever you and I T-Y Cause I'm that guy Love at first sight when you caught my eye Never do I ever wanna make you cry Baby be mine and we'll fly so high So high
Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Miss Parker, how's it going? Happy Monday. How are you? I cannot complain. It, it Today felt like a Monday. Like, it wasn't a bad day, but it felt like a Monday here in Atlanta. You think so? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a Monday. <laughs> right. But but bad weather, <laughs> dreary, you know, just, I don't know. But, yeah, we yeah, made it, it through. it pretty quickly. So it did. We made it, through. it did. How was your weekend? It was good. It was good. I didn't do too much. Um, saw my family. I was some friends, but nothing to write home about. But it was a good weekend. That's good. Yes. We had a nice Thursday, and then you know the weather changed on us. But yeah, that's to be. That's part of Atlanta. Living in Atlanta, living in Georgia. So that we're is making true. It through. That is true. Yeah, I pretty much just hung out with some friends too. I didn't do a whole lot, but uh, yeah, good weekend. Uh, Chike, what's going on with you? Hello, how are you? Can't complain to yourself. I'm okay, and this, you're right. This Monday was very dreary. Yes. Except uh, we have snow, snow rain. Oh, snow you have snow? Wow. Yeah. Man, so I guess I can't complain then, huh? <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, our question of the day is: Which award shows do you watch? You know, last night were the Grammys. Which shows do you actually watch or look forward to? Um, to be honest with you, none of them. I'm I'm just not big into award shows. I watch them if, if I feel like it. And then last night I didn't feel like it, so I didn't watch. I don't have any award show that I that I look forward to each year to watch or um, anticipating mm-hmm. this year at all. Yeah, yeah. Chica. Um, I pay more attention to, uh, of course, the films, uh, the Oscars, uh, the Golden Globes. Uh, Screen Actors Guild. I pay attention to those just simply because I'm working in that industry and I'm just looking to see what trends are, right. what people are looking at, what do they think, you know, is hot. Um, but I, I can I just say this about the awards coming up off the Grammys and, and how things played out. And, and, and I'm starting to think that way about movies and when in movie reviews, I'm going to talk about this a little bit more. But I'm beginning to think that it's changing from actual artistry to more of a numbers and popularity thing. Yeah. As opposed to, um, you know, there used to be a point in time where, where people won accolades according to how they orchestrated their artistry Mm -hmm. and it was honest and it was pure. Now it's about popularity. Uh, there's politics involved. Not that there wasn't politics involved before, but it's on a different level now. And it's and it's mainly about numbers and dollars and cents, and 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 you know how many likes you have. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Yeah, I typically um, unless there's like a like someone's having like a watch party or something like that, I usually will record it and then uh, fast forward through what I want to watch or go on YouTube or something and watch. Um, you know, because now with social media and everything, you see clips and highlights that are posted, and so you can always go back on YouTube or something like that and watch that. But I don't really sit there and just sit, you know, again, unless it's like a watch party or something like that. I don't just sit there for three and a half hours and just, you know, there are things I could do. But yeah, tweet us at um, home, uh, Stephen I show, SHO, and let us know what award shows do you watch these days. Now, speaking of award shows, we all know the Grammys took place uh, last night. Some of the highlights um, or some of the controversial moments, uh, J-Lo performed a tribute to Motown. They had announced that she was going to be doing in a lot of uh, 
a lot of fans were confused on why they chose her out of all people because that's not really her genre. Uh, but she did perform. Um, she had Smokey Robinson there. She had Neo. And I want to say it was one more person, but they all performed. Uh, she did most of the performing, but they had little cameos throughout throughout her set. Also, Michelle Obama, she made a guest appearance um, opening the show with Alicia Keys, uh, Lady Gaga, Jada Pinkett, Smith, and J-Lo. Cardi B, she won Grammy. Uh, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of controversy. People always try to put her against Nicki Minaj. So, of course, people were saying that she won this over Nicki, who's been in the game a lot longer. But interestingly enough, BET uh, posted a, a, made a post on Instagram and said something about, Cardi B snatched Nicki Minaj's wig or something, lace front or something, because she won the award. Well, since then, Nicki today uh, tweeted that she will no longer be appearing on anything BET has, no award shows, no BET experiences. And so it's been all this backlash about that. But the good thing is a lot of women won last night. Over 30-some women took home Grammys uh, last night. You know, they're saying this is the year of the woman, the woman this year, last year. So, what were your thoughts? Did you watch the Grammys? Uh, what were your thoughts on some of the things that I just discussed? Um, I actually didn't watch the Grammys, but I am going to, at some point, um, look up some of the performances. Um, you know, the whole J-Lo thing, yeah, I think it would have been preferable and made more sense if a black artist was chosen to do it, just because I know for a fact that a Latin, the Latin community would not choose an RV artist to do a tribute to a Latin artist. That will mm -hmm. never happen. Right. Um, so I, I just, I was confused by that. I just didn't understand what the, um, what the decision making process um, was with that. But I think it would have to do with ratings. Um, and so I think they, they needed the JLo um, brand this year or something. I felt like they did. Um, so I was a bit a bit disappointed but I haven't seen it but I, I just know that for me personally it would have been someone else mm -hmm. um, and yeah I didn't see it so I don't have much else to say about the Grammys what do you <laughs> but think I, am, I am happy for women um, women winning I think the whole um, music industry needs to stop this whole Cardi B versus yeah. uh, Nicki Minaj team because I think they can all win Exactly. Um, and they're both talented in their own right. I think that um, the industry kind of pushed this whole competition thing, and it's it's really it's really annoying. We need to be beyond that. Um, and and um, if I was her, I would have pulled out of the BT experience as well. It just to me, it was just not called for mm -hmm. to come in and, or whatever wasn't called for. Yeah, Chica. Uh, I'm not gonna go in order. Um, I'm gonna go off. What Ms. Parker just said about the whole putting people against one another. The music industry is basically, you know, that's what they do. That's how they make their money. Um, if it wasn't Biggie and Tupac, then it was LL and um, uh, Cool Modi. It was, you know, it's always somebody and somebody else. That's how they drive the, the money, um, these battles, competition, back and forth. Uh, as far as Motown was concerned, <laughs> the Grammys need to be ashamed of themselves because most of those people in Motown are still living, and they could have performed themselves. It would have been nice to see legends get up there and actually show these youngsters what real artists do and what real singing is. If you didn't get them, you could have gotten some other artists who could have gotten together to mimic the Supremes or mimic the, the Four Tops 
or mimic the spinners. You know, to mimic the people that were in Motown, but use people that were fans of that culture, not J Lo. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't even know what her relevance was to any of that at all. I agree. I don't right. know. I don't know. Well, yeah, and the thing with uh, J Lo, she lip synced the performance. She now she did a. She oh put, wow. She put on a great show. Don't get me wrong. She, you know, she's a great entertainer. You can't take anything away from her. But she lip synced the performance. And um, one thing about Motown, they Barry Gordy went out of his way to make sure that the female artists were not overly sexualized in terms of their appearance. He wanted them to be classy, upscale. J-Lo had on a leotard running around the stage, <laughs> you know what I mean, doing all the things that Motown didn't do. And Motown, they're known for their vocals. You know, you had people that could sing, you know. And um, so I just think it, they really missed the mark by having her as a performer. They really it had to when be. You, when you, when you, when wouldn't you have paid top dollars to see uh, Beyonce and Destiny's Child reenact Beyonce exactly. Ross and the Supreme? Yep, they exactly. Could've, they could have done that. They could have had Jennifer Hudson. Fantasia was there. She did a tribute with Yolanda Adams and Audrey Day to Rita Franklin. She could have performed in that. You know, people that have those right. big voices that sang those songs. I think that they really missed the mark. And uh, but what else? I, I thought Michelle Obama looked beautiful. It was great having her there. Just her presence. She's you know she had the audience to their feet just when before she even said a word when she first came out. Um, I thought the tribute to Aretha Franklin wasn't that great. Not saying they had Yolanda Adams again, Fantasia, and Audrey Day. Not saying they didn't sound good, but it was they just sang one song together. You know what I mean? As opposed to they could have done like medley of her hits. You know, something more. Uh, I thought more thought out. But me and Miss Parker were laughing because I told her I told her they did a tribute to Diana Ross, and Miss Parker said, "Oh, who who sang for it?" I said, "Diana Ross." Diana Ross did her own tribute. <laughs> she did her own tribute to herself. Um, they also had a tribute to Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton performed most of the tribute, but she also had Miley Cyrus um, and some other acts that were part of it. It was really good. I thought they, they did a good job. Um, I think one thing we also saw last night with uh, one of the controversial moments, Diana Ross, when she was performing, she said that she's so glad to be here on her 75th birthday. Well, of course, Black Twitter did some research and found that her birthday is not set in March. So they were side-eyeing her like, why would she say it's a birthday today when it's not? But, you know, that's a legend. What can you say? But I think overall the show was good. I I discovered some artists I had never heard of that were extremely talented. Um, but that Motown, I'm still shaking my head about that. Well, I know that you all probably heard about uh, Gucci. Um, they had released a kind of black mass inspired hoodie last week they uh when once it went out they got the backlash and they took it off the shelves well spike lee has blasted gucci and prada for not having enough black designers um he said he will no longer wear prada or gucci until the fashion houses hire some black designers according to us today the oscar-nominated director announced via instagram that he was not rocking with gucci after word of the blackface controversy spread Prada is still recovering after it was flame-broiled uh, for an accessory, accessory collection that featured a dark-colored monkey with bright red oversized lips as a figurine, a racist caricature popularized during the Jim Crow era. Now, Prada issued an apology and eventually pulled the design from all the online stores. Now, last week, Gucci wanted to learn the hard way, obviously. The Italian fashion label announced it would stop selling the, black, the uh, blackface inspired sweater that evoked blackface imagery. 
the piece of clothing featured an oversized collar that could be pulled over the wearer's mouth. The collar included a mouth slit that was framed as a giant red lips. Now, Spike, he put on Instagram, I, Spike Lee, of sound mind and body, will no longer wear Prada or Gucci until they hire some black designers to be in the room when it happens. The filmmaker director wrote on Instagram, it's obvious to the people that they don't want, have a clue when it comes to racist, blackface, hateful imagery. Wake up, you dig? T.I. and others have come come out against uh, and protest of Gucci, Gucci as well. What are your thoughts? Do you think, are people this out of touch? They don't know that blackface is racist? What are your thoughts on this? Well, that's part of the... Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, w- I was just going to say that's part of the reason why that they, they don't have any designers in the house because there's no one telling them. There's no one being engaged. Like, someone needs to be sitting there be like, y- y'all shouldn't do that. That's wrong. Like, this is never going to fly. There's no one in the room to tell them that. Yeah. Ms. Parker? I think, I think that's part of it. I think that they need to have multicultural people in those high-end designer positions uh, that can help them make decisions like that. But I also think that white folks don't care uh, because there are a lot of things that you would think would be common sense. I almost, you know, I was thinking about this today. I was just sitting there thinking, if I was a white person in America, I would be so mindful of the pain that had been caused to African Americans that in all of my dealings, all of my, all of my interactions, all of my, I would be so mindful of it. Um, but it's almost like they just go about life, la like, you know I mean, a, a lot of them are not mindful. I'm not saying every white person, but a lot of it, not, I just think that it's just not a priority. I just think it's not a priority. I think that um, a lot of, 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 of white people are not, um, they're, the disconnect is that they're not in touch with the amount of harm that racism has done to us for generations up until now. Uh, they feel like it's something in the past. So there's no compassion and no empathy. Um, and so when they make those decisions without a black person in the room, I, I almost feel like it's, it's almost out of ignorance of just not knowing or not caring enough to know um, because everything out there is accessible. Whether or not you care to know is one thing. I was watching Black Age, and, you know, he's, a, he's an executive in an ad agency, and one of the episodes was about this. It was about how um, – in, in the in the discussion room when they're discussing how to go about launching new products, that he's the only black boy saying, nope, that's racist, or nope, that's prejudice, or that wouldn't go over well with the black, you know, with the black community. He's the only voice in there. And these high-end companies don't have that voice. And so they're making these choices based on their brand and, and who they who they feel like they're catering to, knowing that black people are going to buy their stuff anyways because black people are brand and status conscious. So there are a lot of different issues here, mm. but, but but that but that goes to what you said about Miss Parker about them not caring because if they cared about the black dollar, they would make sure that they were issues. Yeah. Yeah. Also, think you know, and, and you think I'm sorry. You just think about. I, I can take myself for example. I'm especially cautious and I tiptoe lightly when dealing with people that are Jewish, just simply because. I know that certain things are sensitive, and I never want to offend. If I can tiptoe and be careful around certain situations, why can't you do in in, in turn for me mm-hmm. or my people? And I think I think you know with everything going on, and you know 
the state of our nation today and with um the 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 culture changing you know we're seeing a lot of more brown and um black folks we're seeing a lot of um just different people at you know on the spectrum just in everyday life they need to all be included in the boardroom so that you can know if you're uh, offending uh, the Jewish community or uh, offending the black community or the LGBT community, you know, but those people being at the, in those top offices, you know, those decision makers, that's what helps that conversation to make sure that everyone's represented and everyone can be, uh, won't, won't be offended by the work that you put out. You know, I think that's very important to start doing that. But interesting enough, Nick Cannon uh, exposes white allies, Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy uh, Kimmel over their past blackface. Now, um, of course, you know, everyone's in uproar over Gucci and Prada. Well, Nick Cannon has given the community some decisions to make about their late night viewing choices. Nick took to Instagram to post a collage of some of your favorite white comedians wearing blackface. Nick acknowledged in his comments that he wasn't necessarily looking to cancel these comedians, but he wanted the public to have conversations and really wanted to see a full and honest picture. He said, these are the kings of late night. Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimball, he tagged them. He said, you know, I'm always on the side of comedian and never pander to the sensitive, but I feel there needs to be some truth and reconciliation discussions and teachable moments amongst the communities. I'm ready and willing for the discourse. So who wants to step up to the table first? In the meantime, I'll just leave this here. Tell Jimmy to holler at me. So, do you think, because obviously these pictures are from years ago, do you think that uh, people should be forgiven for if, if they apologize or if, they, if their work since those days, you know, has been different? Do you think they should be judged or criticized for things they did in the past? Yeah, I think based on how they handled it, we had this conversation last week about the guy out of Virginia, the, right. the government lawmaker, mm-hmm. how you handled the situation speaks a lot about your growth as a person today. So 40 years ago, well, 20 years ago when they did it, it probably wasn't something that, that registered in their consciousness. That's why I said there's a disconnect that so many of us, I know all these people are not probably sitting around hating black or, or racist to black people, but for them, they just don't understand the pain of what those things symbolize because they have never had to experience it. Mm-hmm. And they don't deal with the generational trauma that we've been through because of those things. So they can't relate. It's almost like, uh, you know, my, my cousin uh, was giving me an example, and he said uh, when a person who went through a divorce, one of his friends was telling him about how challenging it is, he said he feels bad, but he can't connect because he's never been through a divorce. Right. Like, he he understands, like, okay, it has it probably is hard, but it, it, he, he's like, there's no way I will be able to say I, I, I understand fully because I've never been That's not his experience, now, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't experienced it personally. So I get, I get where there could be some disconnect there. It's, it's human nature, right? If you haven't experienced something personally, it's hard for you to really connect to it. But I will say this. After, you, after it came out that you've been in, the, in a position that have hurt someone, it's how you handled it at that point that really matters and really shown how much you've grown as a person. Yep. And if you change and learn and what, and what your pattern of behavior has shown throughout that ye- those years, yeah. that's what matters. I agree. So I think when black people are going through these, uh, obviously things are coming out for a reason. I think Trump is in office for a reason, as much as I hate to say that. I agree, too. We're seeing things that we're having discussions about things that we need to have discussions about. But I think it's very careful, too, that when we're having these discussions, that we have them honestly, openly, and consciously. So 
So I think just naming people and name dropping this person's race, this person's racist, that's what we've done all these years. Mm-hmm. We haven't had that conversation about why is this hurtful? Why is this not acceptable? Why are you not connecting to this? Why is it still bothering us 40, 50, 60, 70 years later? We need to be more mindful, and I, I appreciate Nate bringing all this stuff up, but I think his conversation needs to be more in-depth. Same thing with T.I. T.I., I think he jumps on things really quickly, but he doesn't really discuss about, you know, and have an in-depth conversation that would try to make people understand why it's unacceptable, why we can't wear Gucci, why you're not, do- why you're not doing it for three months. Those things need to be explained and talked yeah, about. Yeah, not just a Not just a headline in a post. I agree. I agree. Chica, do you think these the uh, things that people did in the past, do you think they should be held against them today? So, I look at it like this. With people, and this is just me, with people that are of a certain age, certain things they get a pass. Simply because at a different time, in a different era, it was okay to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, because you know my, my avenue is movies and television. I can go back, and anyone can research this. You can go back and you can watch shows like The Jeffersons or Sanford and Son or Flip Wilson, and you see the language was different. Yeah. You know, George Jefferson called people honkies all up and down. Uh, uh, Red Fox says nigger and 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 uh, Uncle Tom's and, and honkies and all kinds of stuff on his show. To so go back and listen to it now with us living where we are now, with what we are now, you cringe because it's offensive. But then they got to laugh because it was funny. Mm-hmm. And we all were laughing, whether it be, you know, black, white, orange, purple, green, we all were laughing at that. But now in this temperature where we are now, everyone's sensitive to it. And even in my encounters with, you know, day-to-day with people, I have to, and I can look in someone's eyes, especially if you're of a certain age and you're Caucasian. When you look at me, I know what you're feeling when you look at me because you remember when you weren't, I wasn't allowed to be in the same room with you. You lived it. So now you're seeing this young man in the same room with you. Why is this spook in here? Why is this nigger in here? He didn't belong in here. But I remember a day when America was great before this wasn't happening. So certain people get a pass because that was your life. That's how you were raised. That's that that was the, the, the era that you lived through. So yeah. We all can have an ability to change, but you have to be willing to change. I agree. I agree. That's just where I am with it. I think the important thing about all this is that we're having conversations around it and because of the climate that we're in yes. today, a lot more I think people are more highly more sensitive to um the things that we're seeing, even if it's from the past, and but it's these conversations are necessary amongst all races, so that uh, you know everyone understands where you're coming from. You know, I think that's very. This important. is true. Yeah. Well, and, and another thing, Stephen, to compare mm-hmm. just just to compare you compare to something else, okay. like this whole women's movement with certain things that us men do that are offensive to women. Right. Some of that stuff we weren't aware of. Exactly. We, I, I wasn't aware that if I'm talking to a woman, even if I'm familiar with you and I put my hand on your shoulder, that certain women find that to be, you know, offensive or they find it to be in, intrusive. That's true. We're learning. Yeah. We, we learn and we do better now that we learn. That's true. That's true. Conversation definitely needs to continue. Let's take a quick break. Right back with a couple more hot topics. Right back after this. 
Cause I don't know what I'm gonna do without you Maybe I can talk about the lack of communication How often you make me feel unappreciated How I could have been out tonight hanging with my girls But I'm with your ass all night cause that's what I prefer But truth is I love you and now I know why It's the way your hands fit perfectly and mine And you such a Pisces, yeah you put me on And you put me in my place when I'm too much I need that Just one time in my life, don't need no yes man this one nigga in my life, he's fucking honest I love him cause he's everything I wanted I need that, I need that Baby, I'm forgiving you Can we move on? Can we try this? Cause I don't know what I'm gonna do without you Hey, what's up, y'all? It's the First Lady Faith Evans, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. I want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram. Of course, our official website, thestephennightshow.com, that recently was facelift, uh, with brand new website. You can also order your t-shirts there. Now, you know this is Black History Month. Every day on our Instagram, The Stephen Knight Show, we post um, someone that we recognize and honor Black History. So definitely check that out there. At the Stephen I Show on Instagram. All right, a couple more hot topics. So, you remember AJ Callaway? He used to be on uh, 106 and Park. Now he's on Extra. Well, he's been officially suspended after multiple sexual assault accusations. Now, in a statement released by the Hollywood Reporter, Extra's host, AJ uh, Callaway, has been suspended from the program after multiple women accused him of sexual assault. Warner Brothers Television officially confirmed the decision in a statement saying that the network has uh, started an internal investigation into all the misconduct claims. They said upon becoming aware of the allegations of sexual misconduct against A.J. Callaway, we began an internal review to determine whether uh, there had been any misconduct by Mr. Callaway on Extra and whether any employee of the show had been a victim of such misconduct. To date, we have found nothing to suggest that Mr. Callaway has ever engaged in workplace misconduct. In light of additional allegations brought to our attention, we are expanding our ongoing inquiries, and Mr. Callaway has been suspended pending further review. The network continues, we take such allegations very seriously uh, and, and commit committed to doing everything we can to ensure a safe and inclusive workplace for our employees. Now, Callaway was arrested back in 2006 for alleged sexual assault on activist C.O.I. Abrams. Uh, the case was later dismissed on uh, procedural grounds, but Abrams maintained that the assault did take place. Now, uh, of course, A.J.'s attorney has said, has uh, venomously denied any of these, any of this ever took place. What are your thoughts, Ms. Parker? You think they were right to suspend him? Uh, I mean- 
I'm sorry? Do you think they're a right to suspend him at this point? Um, I, yeah, because I think not doing anything would, would, would send a message that the victim is, is lying, right? Mm-hmm. So suspending him until they do their investigation is, I think, the only proper um, uh, way to go. But I also think that... Um, I also think that, you know, you and I can't sit here and really judge the situation until they do their investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a serious allegations and it needs to be looked into. If he's done it, then it needs to be, that needs to be found out, found out and, and dealt with. And then if he didn't do it, his thing needs to be cleared up. Um, so, you know, as far as my opinion, I don't have none. I, I have none of, of, like, the situation, but I do think suspending him was the right thing to do until they can complete that investigation. And that's what that's the same exact thing that I have that I have to say about all assault uh, allegations. Um if if the if the evidence is there, then obviously I stand with the victim. But I don't I, I know for a fact being a woman that saying that you've been sexually assaulted is one of the worst things that can ever come out of your mouth. Um saying being saying that you've been raped or doubted in any way is, is, is horrible. No one wants to do it. So I tend to believe the victim. But I also don't want anyone's name to be wrong, anyone being wrongly accused without proper um, investigation and and follow up. Okay. Okay. Chica. Yeah, I believe that he should be suspended um, with fifty percent of his pay because he's not found guilty and therefore he still has a job to do. But you're suspending him based on something that has not been proven. So if you're suspending him, I hope you're at least giving him half of his money. I actually think he should get all of his money right now because they said that upon yeah. upon the uh, initial investigation, they had not found anything wrong. They hadn't found that he was guilty of anything. Yeah. So I think until they actually find something, it, uh, he should be suspended. But I think he should get paid because you know this is gonna. But be- if you if you're suspended, if you're suspended, you're not actively working, so you're not making us any money. Yeah, but That's he won't be able to work. Any, with it. He won't be able to work anywhere else either because if this is going on. You know what I mean? What I think yeah. there is, so I think maybe they should pay, pay him fifty percent, and if they find that there's no, um, uh, that the allegations are valid, then mm-hmm. they give him the rest of his money, which they have done with other celebrities. Yeah, they did that with um, with um, Connie Chan, husband, whatever his name is. He got some of his money when he first got um, suspended. Then when he quit, oh, Jewish Chan, yeah, yeah, where mm-hmm. he was able to get some. So whenever, so I think they should probably say we'll get fifty percent now, and then when if it clears up, we we'll get the rest. You know, if we fire you, we'll give it to you as a as a settlement. Mm-hmm. Um, but there has to be some way, obviously, that he's compensated while the investigation is going on. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with that. All right. Our last story. So Candy Burris is issuing an over overdue apology to Portia Williams. Now, in the most recent episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta, Candy told Portia that she was sincerely sorry for a personal question personally questioning uh, Portia's uh, fiancé, Dennis McKinley. Now, if you can remember, Candy questioned why Portia's boyfriend had so many other women's tattoos on him, and she even gossiped about his numerous times with her... gossiped about about him, sorry, with uh, the Candy Coded Click, her team. Now, uh, however, Candy has a change of heart, and while in Tokyo, Candy told pregnant Portia that she was sorry and can relate considering how people initially uh, were judgmental of Todd. Uh, if you remember, they were going around, they were all in a, like, you know, out to eat, and they wanted to go around, not out to eat, they were all at some at a uh, shower, and they were going around the room saying, what are your highs, what are your lows? And uh, Candy was talking about her highs being her husband, and then she wanted to apologize to um, 
to Portia because she said regardless of what he may have done in the past or he did do in the past, you know, that's the, who they're with. He makes her happy. Um, he's not been nothing nice but, you know, to Candy and that she wanted to apologize. She was actually tearful about it. Well, Portia said after the show uh, that she was, she said, I don't really know Candy, if Candy felt, what she, what she felt that, I'm, that, I'm sorry. <laughs> she said, I don't really know Candy felt when I told her I was pregnant. Since she's done interviews, I haven't heard her say congratulations one time. I haven't gotten a text or nothing. I don't know what's real or what's not when it comes to her. Um, Ms. Parker, I know you watched it. Did you think that Candy's um, apology was sincere? Yeah, and I think it was, it was very adult of her to do so. So I think it was the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Would you be able, uh, Chike, if, if someone was making allegations about or talking about, you know, the person you're dating, would you be able to forgive them if they apologize to you? <laughs> Blank straight up, probably yes. But their situation is so unique in the fact that you work in reality TV. It would be hard for me to discern if you were doing this in relation to our work or if you were doing this in relation to our real relationship, if we had a real relationship. So that, that dichotomy of being on TV on, under this guise of, and I'm doing air quotes, you can't see me, reality puts a spin on it. So. Me probably being on a reality show, unless I know you personally or knew you before we went into that venture, I probably wouldn't trust you or believe you, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I probably would accept the apology, but you wouldn't know nothing else about my life. <laughs> That's probably well, how, how would you do that? Because you're on a show together, so part of venting your life is part of your job. That's true. So how would you do that? Yeah, that is true. Well, I keep my distance. I keep my guard up. I don't know. I don't know what I do. <laughs> uh, these problems <laughs> well listen seven years ago today we lost the late great Whitney Houston uh, we miss you Whitney I know you're singing in heaven Miss Parker thank you so much for our time Miss Chike I know I'll see you in movie reviews have a great week have a great week guys alright right back after yeah. this right back after this
chance My eyes roll back when I'm staring at the ceiling Ceiling, girl Girl, you and I How many licks just to get to your center? Sweet, that bad, girl, I I'ma fry them cakes with a cast iron skillet Either that or my math is wrong She ride me till the taxi comes Until the point that I go numb And that is so dumb You would've thought that I blind Then I'm leaving, money is the reason No sleeping, keep women feeding in a hotel Year round, that's four seasons You ain't ballin' You a rookie, got a playin' hooky Now you stop Got the flush of Buzz and Woody When you found out where her picks are But I do not one thing now 
they come and go. Hey girl, you know your road get new, take loose, let's take a go. Queen Lou, Queen Lou, got me feeling in a great mood. Great mood, all the models on that great goose. Great goose, I can't feel my face, that's face two. Face two, let's take another Queen Lou. Just took another loot. It's so amazing, so amazing. Sorry if I'm rude. No famous, not nine. This conversation, I don't know what I'm saying, not nine. Every night is a model or an actress. She coming home cause she know what the status. She come king, had a bling in the palace. Didn't give her the biz on my mattress. And she know these other th- just practice. I'm the greatest, beat it up like ashes. Prima really made a movie called a blackfish. Every time we do it, it's a classic. Kid a f- turn the bed to a casket. You funny if you think the song average. Wait a minute, Demi, think the song average? Wait a minute, Demi, think the song average? Then she said, wait, I ain't trying to hate, but the song sound like replacement girl. I said it's cool, guess who likes it more? Your replacement girl. Your replacement girl. Your replacement girl. Your replacement girl. Let's take another Queen Lou. Queen Lou got me feeling a great mood. Great mood. All the models on that great goose. Great goose. I can't feel my face. That's face two. Face two. Let's take another Queen Lou. Queen Lou got me feeling a great mood. Yo, what up, y'all? It's Gary L. Gray, and you are listening to the Stephen. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Since it's Black History Month, it's only appropriate that we welcome our guest tonight. She is the president of Hands Across Philadelphia, an organization that is working for the betterment of youth and people of color. Please help me welcome Nicole Ross. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So glad to be here. Thank you so much. Definitely appreciate you taking time out your schedule. A busy woman, I know. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about you before we get into Hands Across Philadelphia. Well, I'm just a person that loves Philadelphia. I'm from, you know, I love my city. Uh, Philadelphia is now one of the only World Heritage Sites in the United States. So I'm pretty proud to call Philadelphia my home. Yes. I work with a lot of um, community um, groups here besides Hands Across Philadelphia. I also work with the National Federation of Black Veterans Network as their finance chair. And oh, nice. I also work, yeah, it's a really great organization honoring um, African-American veterans. And uh, every year we're, we're doing a, a health fair as well as, um, you know, drives for families that are in need. So I just try to stay busy. 
Um, but my main focus is working to help people in our communities um, that are going through lots of issues, which a lot of people in uh, that are minorities or of color, they go through so much. And a lot of times the resources are so spread out, uh, it's very hard to find out about different programs. Right, yeah. So, yeah, so our organization, uh, we work to get other organizations to join with us, and we share that information with other people in the community. And we work with uh, the NAACP, the Black Legislative, the Pennsylvania Black Legislative Caucus, and other groups um, to share the information that they have, including DHS, the Department of Human Services, yes. which actually mm-hmm. has a, a it has a lot of resources um, that people are not aware of. They just think that the that it's just to take children away, but they also have. Uh, crib programs and food programs, clothing programs, but because we only see one perspective of some of these organizations, we don't know that they have other resources. So we try to provide people in the community with those resources and support. Okay. So that's what we've been doing since 2013. Awesome. uh, Getting a lot of organizations to work with us and partner with us. We have an annual essay contest every year, and we do a march. And we're this year we're going to try to do some art programs to get young people to use more of the multi-senses, like using art and coming up with creative writing to get them engaged so that we're doing a new model for interacting with our youth. Awesome. That's awesome. When did you get your passion to, uh, to get in this line of work, you know, to uh, help the betterment of the youth and people of color? Well, it was from my grandmother, Gladys. Okay. Um, she, she passed away. But oh, I'm she sorry to hear that. In, yeah, she always instilled in me to lead by example, and that was one of her things that she always said was, you have to show people by example. And um, she used to, um, she was a very, I looked up to her a lot because she overcame a lot of obstacles. She had 10 children. Uh, five boys and five girls from a wow. really big family. Yeah, and she pro- she provided for them and took care of them as well as grandchildren. And you know what I learned from her as we as she started to you know get older, I would take her places with me because um, you know a lot of times people don't understand the importance of our elders and how they have a wealth of information that if you speak with them. On a regular basis, you can find out so much information that that they have went through. That's the same thing you're going through. Exactly. Period. That's true. So Very I, true. I learned so much from her. She would always give away food. She would. I would be like, Oh, I gotta go to grandma's because she want me to go pick up food. We would pick up food, give it to other seniors and other people. Like because she was into like taking care of people because most of her life. She always had to have a lot of food to take care of children, and so she just couldn't stop that. She would make sweet potato pies, white potato pies, just cook. When she would cook, she would make for, like, a lot of people. So she would be giving away food, and I would have I would be the one to go and pick up the food so she can give it away to people. 
and she was always taking care of other people, even though she was elderly herself. Right. She kept taking care of other people that were in their late 90s, even when she was in her 70s and 60s. And mm. um, she she learned how to sew when she turned 70. And I was like, why are you trying to learn how to sew? <laughs> I was like, you don't got no children. All right. <laughs> clothes now. She was like, well, I want to learn how to sew. And she went to her center, her community center, and she started making all these clothes, and her clothes were fabulous. And she made she made these great clothes, and they had a fashion show every year. So I would go to the fashion show. I would take pictures. I'd be the photographer for everyone. And we would have uh, city officials come out, and, and they would just participate and watch and, you know, really be happy that everyone was – doing that but she inspired people because she also um became an amputee oh which wow. a lot of people yeah she a lot of people experienced that and i was trying to get her to um you know to be a role model because someone had asked me to for like for her to model and also talk about her experience of how you can be active we would go to clubs one of my friends had like he had like a dj where they would pay 50 play 50s and 60s music mm-hmm. and the early 40s music we would go there because it was like you can't hear that music anymore yeah so exactly like, we're gonna go and we would we would go and dance and uh, you know even though she was an amputee she did a lot of dancing yeah I told her, you know like you can still do stuff and she was like well let's go so she we were like Selma and Louise we went oh, that's awesome. to a lot of places together and um, she also supported a lot of uh, filmmakers uh, she was we always went to see most of the uh, work that Christopher Mann was in who was in the uh, what is that loving so we saw him in the North Star film with uh, a lot of great Philadelphia actors so she was really popular, and she, and she made, every time we would go certain places, she would make uh, pies for the shy lights and the whiskers. Nice, nice. I'd have to bring, like, this big container of pies for them, and they would always, like, well, we're, we're guys, bring them pies. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pies. They go four tall. Yeah. So, so the work that you do now, um, and it being Black History Month, what do you, what do you have to say about I know what the you know the day and age we're living in now there's so much going on from the current administration um and then it seems like we're kind of going backwards in terms of when it comes to civil rights and and uh injustices what do you have to say how do you correlate it all together with the work you do Black History Month and with the state of where we are now as a country well <clears throat> I just have to say that we are further along in a lot of things in this country and we have our ancestors to be thankful for just having the opportunity to on the radio mm-hmm. have the opportunity to gather freely together as a group and talk about the things that interest us and that's because there's a there were a lot of people who fought until the death and gave their blood for us to have all of these amenities that we take for granted every day right so Mm -hmm. i think that honoring the ancestors and and making sure that first before we focus on the negative we focus on the positive blessings that we all have that we can be our best selves possible absolutely because of the many sacrifices that people have made 
Absolutely. So that's what I have to say about that part. And as far as moving forward in this day and age, the, pow- the, the strength of our ancestors give us an opportunity to fight against injustices um, in any place in the country, in any place in the world, because our words can be heard and amplified because of our ancestors' sacrifices. Yeah. So any obstacle that any obstacle that is put in front of an African American, in my view, can always be over overcome because we have the power of our ancestors to guide us through any of these situations. And just to bring a, an example, the uh, incident that happened in New York where the inmates were in Brooklyn and they were in that facility without heat or water. Right, yeah. Electricity. Mm-hmm. I thought the number one thing that caught my eye is the amplification of the black woman that first talked about it, and it was like very. It made me understand how we can overcome any obstacles. She said, "I will do everything in my power, my social media, everything, to make sure that this gets attention." Absolutely. And that's exactly what she did, and she, she sure did. A regular person. Yeah. So in this country, in, in this administration, and all the things that we're going through, we have to remember that our ancestors amplify our voices, but we have to use that power to speak up and to take action when we think see things that are not going right. That's true. Well said. Well said. So I understand you have an upcoming event. You want to talk about it? Yes. We have a Black History and Heritage Celebration that is going to be going on in Philadelphia, February 16th from 5 to 9 p.m. We have, um, it's, it's a great event. We're, at first, it was just going to be a meet and greet with the great-great-grandson of Frederick Douglass, who is not Umar Johnson, which wow. I keep getting people saying. It is a direct descendant, uh, Kevin Green Douglass, who is a, a military person. He served just like his great-grandfather. Um, he lives in Tennessee, and he he's going to come and speak with us and tell us about, like, his family and all of the things that he's been doing most of his life and how, you know, being the ancestor or descend, being a descendant of Frederick Douglass, um, you feel that you have to continue that fight regardless. That's true. So he will be on hand at this event to speak with any and everyone that's there and just, you know, making people, making black history come alive. Yes. And so like you're talking to someone whose family was a direct person that, that impacted major things in this Mm -hmm. country. So we will have him on hand as well as we'll have talked to, we'll have a young person there that will be, he is a young artist named Philippe. And he is a Haitian American, and he's 15 years old. He's a trumpet player. Oh wow! He will be playing. He's going to be playing something. I had met this young man um, at a friend's party, and he's he's just an amazing young man. But he is a he's a 15 year old trumpet player. And the time that I met him, I had just from Roy Hargrove's memorial service in New York. Okay. And so Roy Hargrove is one of the America's great trumpet players. So I was like, I met this young man and he was 15 years old. He's a trumpet player. 
very talented. And when Roy Hargrove started, he was 15 years old. He went to play with Wynton Marcellus and uh, the all these big bands. So he went from being the regular high school student that was in the same class as Erica Badu and many other people in Texas um, that were superstars now. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just so – it was just like – I was like, the ancestors must be telling me something or Roy must be telling me something. So this young man will be performing uh, that evening. And in the future, he will be um, meeting all of Roy Hargrove's bandmates because I reached out to them and nice, told them, like, nice. it's a coincidence that I met this young um, trumpet player that's so talented, and so they'll meet him. That's so awesome. I said, he's he's going to be super, super famous in the future, and we want to make sure he has all the tools and lessons and words from other people in his craft that started just as young as he was. Absolutely. Um, we also... We also have a – there's so much stuff we're going to – we're squeezing into this program. It's a short period, but we're trying to get people to really understand how important black history is and talking to other people. We have a, another young lady who is a, a mentor. She's a, a mentee. She's always listened to our advice from different members from Hands Across Philadelphia, including myself. She is a world traveler, and she is starting a business uh, – talking about finances and financial literacy for young people and adults in our community. And she wants to teach young people how to utilize uh, financial literacy to become, you know, better people to start legacy, to be able to save money, to be able to start a business. So she is starting a business, an accounting business, um, and financial literacy program called Hidden Figures. Nice. She will be speaking with us at that event. And then for the last part, so I don't, you know, give you guys too much stuff. <laughs> one of my one of my uh, good friends, she's been my friend for over 20 years, and she recently retired. She's a retired doctor. Okay. And she, we were having dinner, and she was um, – I know they had the, the Freedom Rides and the Tent Cities and stuff during mm-hmm. the – early 60s so she told me the other evening that she has all of the documentation from her participation in it when she was a young girl like a a teenage girl or a mid-20s girl she saw the things that were happening with the fire hoses and the dogs and everything happening down south so she called them and said she wanted to volunteer they said oh they called her back and said we'd like for you to come down so she worked with the publicity people and the people that were doing the the poor people's campaign and the tent cities so she worked with them doing the publicity and all of the writings and stuff and she kept all those documents and she was like you know she's a caucasian female but from her perspective you know she worked in a different section right to help people and i was like you know she was like i wonder if some if anyone else kept all those documents wow i was like Probably not because they were too busy fighting to stay alive. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That was lasting on their mind. Uh huh. Yeah. But from her position where she was at, she was, you know, documenting everything and keeping great notes and keeping all of the news articles. So we will have some of those items available for people to look at. That's awesome. See what, 
like from an act, from the actual time of people like trying to help during the civil rights yeah the things that were going on so we will have parts of history in many ways there That's to make awesome. sure that people can see how what what you what you each person what you do now can have an impact on the future yeah but we're all Very true. we all are a part we all are a part of black history now and then yes but we have to look at our past achievements and past the accomplishments and share those with young people and young adults because most of the the things that happened they were led by young people yeah yeah that's so true we want to encourage young people and adults to encourage young people to be to be open to explore what they have to offer to the world to make it a better place. Most definitely, most definitely. And when is the event? When is the event? And where? Where? When and where is the event? It's in um, four hundred three Westchester Pike. What four hundred three Baltimore Pike? This will be in Clifton, Clifton Heights, PA one nine zero one eight, and it's Saturday, February sixteenth. From five to nine p.m. Awesome. And one last thing, we yes. will have a we will have a a African American board game designer who spent seven years designing this board game called Check Us Out. She, we will be the first people that will see it in like a mass uh, group of people. But this board game is filled with over two hundred uh, over two hundred. African American inventors, people of note of color, and it's a way to teach Black history at home because of the lack of Black history in schools and how they're changing the narrative of what Black what Blacks in America were doing before and during the war and enslavement and encampment. So, this woman dedicated seven years, and it's all self-funded. She's going to bring the game for people to look at and and to be able to purchase the game. But it's really um, just important to support people that dedicate their real, like she dedicated seven years of her life. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, I was like, it took you seven years? And I was like, well, some people would say seven is the perfect number. Right. But uh, seven years of her life and self-funded to make this game a reality. And uh, we just want to make sure people see it. They can support it. It's an awesome game. You know, you can play it multiple ways. But, you know, we are we're going to make sure that we get this out to the major public. And the, the, for Juneteenth, uh, we're trying to get her to host a tournament at Juneteenth in Philadelphia because I also work with the Juneteenth Parade and Music Festival that's going to be happening from June 15th on to Juneteenth. And we're going to make sure that that game is there for people to play, to purchase, and to learn about. So awesome. there's going to be so many things that we're going to talk about. And we'll also have people from the Juneteenth committee there as well if people are interested in getting involved in the Juneteenth Parade and Music Festival that's coming up June in June in uh, 2019. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, so much great stuff that you have going on. I definitely appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule. Um, and I wish nothing but success and learning from all these events and uh, 
activities you have going. I think it's going to be a wonderful. So thank you so much for taking time out your schedule, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. All right. And for more information, you can go to our website, thestephenightshow.com. We'll be right back after this.
Show. Adam, how's it going? It's going well. How are you guys? Cannot complain. How was your weekend? Uh, pretty good. You know, it was warm, uh, or not warm. It was sunny on Saturday, and then we actually got some snow last night, but it didn't stick around for too long. Okay. So um, it was nice and relaxing. How about you? My weekend was cool. I didn't do a whole lot, but I, you know, I had a quick, restful weekend. I'll say that. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Well, I'll let you and uh, Chica take away with movie reviews. All right. So I saw last weekend, or this weekend, uh, Cold War, which is a foreign film. It's a Polish film directed by uh, Powell Pawlowski. Um, and it stars, um, or it's, it's about this musical composer 
who falls in love with this girl who's uh, kind of part of their music troupe in 19, the late 50s to the 60s in Poland, so uh, during the Cold War period. And it is a romance story, and it's really about kind of their lives throughout the years and how they attempt to leave the communist regime. Uh, they go to Paris for a little bit, and um, what draws them together. And this movie I really saw wanted to see just because it is it is a foreign language film. It won uh, the best picture in Cannes last year, so there was a lot of hype. And actually, the director is nominated for Best Director in this year's Oscar, as well as the movie being directed, uh, nominated for Best Foreign Film. Um, it is a black and white film, so it kind of reminded me of Roma in that sense. Uh, and it's it's a really good story. Uh, I know Chike often goes, talks about how Hollywood needs to kind of quit doing these recycled stories and branch out a little bit. And I think Get foreign film... Get out of my film, head, Adam. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I, I mean, I like to add, I, I think, you know, foreign films, I think, are great in that aspect because they do take the risk. They do tell their own story. And they, this one is definitely one of those. So I would definitely recommend if you're looking for something different, uh, you don't want to see kind of the typical love story. Um, check out Cold War. I don't know if it's playing in a lot of theaters. We have a few independent theaters here in the D.C. area that uh, that kind of helps you see those, but um, definitely check it out. Cool. So you tripped on to what my theme was for this evening about movie reviews. I have not been to the theater. I am not moved to go to the theater to see anything, honestly, right now, anyway. Um, and I know that this is a lull because, you know, we're gearing up for the new uh, wave of movies because we're at the end of the Oscars and mm-hmm. the Oscar season. And so we're, you know, we're in award ceremony mode. Um, I'll start off by saying I did see a few things, um, not in the theater. So one of the the best things that I saw was the animated feature film from DC Comics called uh, The Reign of Superman. And this is uh, during the time period after Superman dies and before he comes back and how the world dealt with not having Superman present, but, you know, all the other members of the Justice League were around and how they cope with keeping things at bay, the, the evils, if you will, uh, without Superman because he was, you know, the biggest and greatest superhero and mm-hmm. how the world was missing Superman and what happens in his absence. Check it out. Definitely, definitely check it out. It, it, especially if you're a DC uh, comic person, this is uh, a movie to watch. I have uh, the DC app on my phone. So I was able to see it because I'm a membership of DC Comic App. However, um, the DVD is floating out there. It's for sale. And also, I'm sure it will be on Netflix at some point. I don't know when, but you can you can actually rent the movie to see it. Um, but it's definitely worth seeing, especially if you're a fan of that universe and the storylines that have been uh, building with animated movies. The animated movies are a little, they're slightly different than the actual movies. Uh, to me, the content and the storyline of the animated features are so much better. Uh, this is my opinion. Nice. And um, documentary films, I think I mentioned Fire. 
a documentary film, Fire Spell F Y R E, on Netflix, and it talks about the um, the scam Fire of Festival. a concert that was supposed to happen. Yeah, it was kind of like it was going to be Coachella, but like on the islands. Mm-hmm. And it just turned into a, a, a total disaster and a ripoff. Definitely check it out. Um, it's very very interesting, and just to see how people can con you out of your money and and lying and philanthropy and how it crosses and money laundering and all that stuff. It's just all involved. It's really juicy. Watch it. It's really good. Trust me. Um, Won't You Be My Neighbor is an HBO documentary on uh, Fred Rogers. We all know him as Mr. Rogers. It warmed my heart to watch this because, you know, as a kid, I watched Mr. Rogers. What I didn't know what I was watching was, like, the tail end of Mr. Rogers. Because watching mm-hmm. this documentary, I saw some footage of him, and I was like, oh, wow, Mr. Rogers is young. Like, he was doing yeah. that for a very long time. <laughs> like, he basically put PBS on the map. Like, he was PBS. There would yep. be no Sesame Street. There would be no Electric Company. There would be none of those shows that cater to children. Um, if there wasn't a Mr. Rogers. So basically, Teletubbies and Barneys, you owe Mr. Rogers everything because he started it all. Um, And this man genuinely had a love for children, and he loved to educate, and he was a minister, and so he had a love of God in his heart, and he decided to step out on a limb and create entertainment geared specifically for children. And... It really, really warmed my heart. It was like, oh, Mr. Rogers, (laughs) check it out, definitely. Especially um, people that are old enough to really remember Mr. Rogers when he was actively on the air. Uh, I think you'll get a kick out of it. Um, Adam, I did check out Russian Doll. Uh, It's very smart and funny. It's a new series on Netflix, and it stars Natasha Lyonne, who's also a star of Orange is the New Black. Uh, definitely check that out. It, it is really, really, really good. And I honestly check. I, it became on my radar, Adam, when you mentioned it. I mean, I did see it, but when you mentioned it, you was like, okay, yeah, I have to watch it. But then uh, on Twitter, Ava DuVernay was giving it great shout-outs, and I was like, oh, yeah, I really have to watch it now. If Ava DuVernay gives it the thumbs up, it's really a go. I have to check it out. So, yeah, check it out. It's called Russian Doll on Netflix. Yeah, I'm still going to catch it. Killing. The Two Killings of Sam Cooke is another Netflix documentary about uh, the singer, legendary singer, soul singer, gospel singer, Sam Cooke. And if you don't know his story, he was tragically killed uh, uh, by a lover. Um, He was shot to death. And they basically break down um, if he wasn't such an activist. Everyone doesn't know this about Sam Cooke, but he was an activist because he lived, you know, around the times of Martin Luther King and civil rights movement, that he would probably still be alive or who would have survived longer than the age of 33 if he wasn't so political. Uh, check that out. Definitely a good one. And I'm also, I just started watching uh, Agatha Christie's uh, The ABC Murders on Amazon Prime starring the John Malkovich. Uh, yeah, I know. That's where I'm at right now. So let's go back to, <laughs> and I wrote it down here. So unhappy with Hollywood right now. This is my note. So unhappy with Hollywood right now. 
So these are the movies that we have coming out. I just want to run off a couple names, and you tell me how many of these titles you've heard before. Uh, Pet Cemetery, Child's mm-hmm. Play, Shaft, and Dumbo. We've heard all those before. Yeah, some of them a couple times before. Oh, so yeah. the new the new Shaft is you know Shaft was Richard Roundtree. That movie came out in the seventies. The new Shaft was Samuel Jackson. Now this Shaft is Richard Roundtree, Samuel Jackson, and the young man I I forget his name, but he's on Survivor Room with some stars. He plays. Can. He's the, the, the lead person, the lead actor on that show. He's the third generation Shaft. They're all going to be in the movie together, being Shafty. Hollywood, really? Seriously? Yeah, we need more black films, but do you have to throw three Shafts at us? I mean, yeah. come on. We can get a little bit more creative than that. This Dumbo release. I, I will allow it because it's live action. It's not going to be the cartoon. It's going to be live action. So this could be kind of cool. Um, Danny DeVito is starring in it, you know, as the circus master. Um, it could be kind of cool. I think that this may be a pretty good movie, and I, and I definitely know it's going to gross a lot because the Dumbo story is a pretty good story from Disney. Um, they just decided to take this old and make it live action. Yeah, speaking of live action... Um, have you seen the Aladdin teaser? I did. What do you I think? Did. I don't know about Will Smith as the genie. This, yeah, I mean, I know it's been uh, mocked and ridiculed all over the internet, but um, you I know, know, usually I try to persuade it, but it's, it's, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I'm not getting well, convinced yet. In certain circles, he's known as Box Office Will, so I guess they're trying to, they're, they're hoping that Box Office Will will bring it through. But it is a classic movie from Disney that automatically sells, you know, tickets. So I'm, I'm sure they're relying on that, and then they're relying on the fact that Will Smith is in it. So maybe. I don't know. Hope and faith. I'm yeah, just hope so and faith. I'm sick and tired of these recycled stories. They're just rebranding old stuff over and over again. I guess The Wizard of Oz is going to come out again at some point. I, I guess it should be before the years out, and she can bring it on back out. They yeah. Bring it out with an all Asian cast. Like just, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, exactly. I don't know. And I hope I. Well, we do have Captain. Did We do have Captain Marvel coming, so that's our one uh, hope of. But um, that, that's just it, Adam. Like I, I'm getting to the point where, don't get me wrong, I love my um, comic movies made to real life. It's like a dream come true. I've always wanted that from my childhood. But now that they know that there's a formula and they know that they can make any, they can make money from it, it's just like, let's do this all the time now. We're just going to continue to work getting the money. Okay, I'm getting a little tired of it. I'm getting sick That's of, true. Uh, That's true. But I'm getting tired of it. it. Yeah, but it's better than the remakes, I think. Yeah, it is, but then it's it's like... Hollywood can't bring in the big bucks unless they make superhero movies or they make something crash and burn or fly or light up or zing, zang, zing. What about true, honest-to-goodness stories? If you get back to that, then we'll start appreciating that. Like, yeah. for example, let, last year, Moonlight, original story, brand new. 
why can't we have more of those? And I'm not just saying that because it was a you know, African-American cast. I'm not saying it just because of that. But it was an original story. It was something that we haven't heard before. It was something that we hadn't seen before. Let's do that. Yeah, you might like have to dip into the porn like films. Yeah, yeah. But then the thing about a lot of the foreign films is some people don't like to go to the theater and read. They don't want to read the subtitles. Yeah, but I know you're but not one of those. those movies, no, I am one of those because like, I think oh, okay. the content of those movies is so much better. But I have to be in the mood for it, and nine times me being in the mood for it is me not going to the theater to do that. I like to be in the yeah. Because then if I miss something, I can rewind and be like, what did they say? Let me see that again. Okay, yeah, that's what they say. That's true. That's true. I don't, I don't well, think the answer is going to be I watch. I come to the movie to watch, not read. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, see? You, you and reading aren't, don't go hand in hand. So that's I, right. I read books, but I don't read movies. Bottom <laughs> <laughs> doesn't count as a book. The, um, the last to, time, me, to tell you the truth, to tell you the truth with, with this Audible app, I don't even read books anymore. I listen to them. Yeah, me too. Uh, I will also quick mention, uh, if you do have, like, we have landmark theaters here, but if you do have independent theaters, some of them are running the short, nominated uh, short, solid one, like, long movie that you can watch all of them at once. Uh, so if you're looking for something a little different as well, I would recommend those. They're doing the short uh, live, action, live film movies and short animated movies, all as, like, one movie block. So... If you're looking for something to switch up from the routine, um, definitely give those a shot. Nice. So, in, in my parting, I just want to send a, a message out to Hollywood. Just something to think about. Not saying that you have to do it. I think that instead of recycling some of these films and putting money into these films that you know are going to be successful because you're marketing them to a new generation, but it's just basically the same film from the previous generation, why not take half that money and invest it in one of these independent film directors and writers and help them create something new? You'll spend money. We'll have new material. Everyone is happy. This is a suggestion. Because there's a lot of good talent out here in the independent world. Check them out. I happen to be one of them. <laughs> All right. Anything else, guys? Uh, that's it. All right. Well, thank you as always for letting us know what to spend our money on and what not to. And have a great week. All right. Thanks. You too. All right. Right back after this. <laughs> I got something that's on my mind And I ain't trying to waste no time You got everything I like Come over here, I wanna buy Girl, you know that you got it right Girl, I'm occurring the rest of the night I dance, let me see Blow them candles off that cake Take you home and get you right Girl, you know I'm about to And that's that ayo, 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 ayo I'm thinking it's about that time Going to your hotel on mine Got my attention and watching you grind Baby girl, you can just spend the night And I said, ayo, 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 ayo
sit back and watch it do it. Take your time, girl, don't be shy. We gon' make it hit tonight. Girl, you know that you got it right. Girl, I'm the girl in the rest tonight. dance, let me see. Blow them candles off that cake. Take you home and get you right. Girl, you know I'm about to last. And hey, Stephen Knight Show, Aaron Cosby, how's it going? I'm great, man, I'm great. Happy Monday, man. Happy Monday, happy Monday. How was your weekend? Um, fast, quick. <laughs> it did fly by this weekend. Yeah, I mean, yo, it's already February the... Can you believe it? Man. We were talking about that earlier, how it's... We'll be here. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, how it's already almost halfway through February. It was just New Year's Eve. <laughs> right. Yeah. It'll be 2020 in like an instant. I mean, it's, yeah. it's flying. This year will fly by quickly. That's true. Quickly. That's true. Um, you talking about anything exciting with sports before I talk about some stuff? No, you gotta take it away. Let you do your thing. All right. Well, okay. Well, let's see. Um, do you know the name? Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. No. Who's Kareem, Kareem Hunt? Hunt? Kareem Hunt. You don't know who that is. That doesn't ring a bell at all. Nothing. Kareem Hunt. Okay. Oh, yeah, the football running back for the Browns. Right. He signed with the Browns. Yes. Do you know... Is that the one who be- beat up the girl? Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at you. Look at you, Stephen. Okay, look at you. Yeah. Was that his girlfriend or his wife? That was a girlfriend, wasn't it? It... It was, I believe, it, it was an ex girlfriend. Ex girlfriend, okay. Or a girlfriend. It was a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it, it was a girlfriend, or it was a friend, or something. But yeah, he they were fighting in the lobby, yeah, at the hotel or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The the Browns signed him. Wow. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, it's interesting. I just uh, pulled it up while we're talking here, and this is the headline that says, Cleveland Brown signs Kareem Hunt despite a video of him assaulting a woman. FYI, Kaepernick is still banned for kneeling. That That's how I feel about it. That's how I feel mm-hmm. about it. That's how you feel about it? Yeah. Yeah. 
so they'll sign an abuser right that's on that's on that's on camera exactly you know he admitted to it he apologized about it yeah right right you know he admitted guilt to it so which is crazy yeah well for me this is bigger than him this is more nfl because yeah 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 i'm I'm not knocking right mr hunt Mm -hmm. he's he's trying to get paid right exactly i fought the 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 teams that actually hired him or or even with that hey if you want to hire him whatever but don't not give colin kaepernick a job and he didn't do anything wrong you know right he's nothing peacefully protested peacefully protesting he's been a, a stand-up guy yeah, yeah. It's, it's all because of hurt hurt feelings and it's yeah it's crazy it's crazy all right let's see do you know who kyler murray is kyler murray no who's kyler murray? kyler murray you probably don't know who that is at all i know he's a football player are are you doing some like Finger shuffling? No, not at all. No. Okay, I thought I mean, okay. He won the Heisman Trophy mm-hmm. this past year? Yep. You don't know, okay, anyway. Um, he is a two-sport athlete, and so... Yeah, baseball. Actually, um, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And he decided that he's going to focus on in, on the NFL. Yeah. And not baseball. So, mm-hmm. so he is over baseball. He is totally... Totally committed to the NFL to football. So, I think it would be hard. To, I know athletes have done it um, in the past, but I think it would be hard to do both. Just because if you want to be at the top of your game and one, you know what I mean. It's kind of hard to commit to both. Yeah. You know, because I know even with me, when I play basketball, I play basketball year round to stay on top of my game. And so I can only imagine um, having, especially at that level, professional level, right. to do uh, two sports. What are your thoughts on that? First of all, Stephen Knight, y'all, he he can play some ball. I didn't think I could. <laughs> you didn't think I could. <laughs> I didn't think no. I didn't think that you could play that well, man. I was, <laughs> I yeah. You became, I gotta give you your props on that still to this day. Like you were, you yeah, you're good. Well, you you're good too, though. You're good too. You're good too. Oh, thank you, thank you. We had we had a um one on one tournament. Uh, a few years back, <laughs> and uh, you had the um, even though it was my home court, it was your home and, court. And every, every, but everybody was rooting for you, which is so. <laughs> With the trees, yeah, you know, people are just petty. People can just be haters. The trees were rooting for me. <laughs> the trees, nah. It was. Well, nah. It, it wasn't there some people there watching this play. I don't think they were paying attention There's to us. People there. They might have been. I don't know. I was just trying to win. Okay. Or, okay. Whatever. Whatever. Rematch. Right. We Rain got to. Summer 2019. Exactly. Let's get it. All right. Yes. And I'm going to win this time. All right. So, mm-hmm. I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Off. We'll, we'll talk about that off, off air. Okay. Okay. Um, cause I'm gonna win. All right. So. Do you remember um, Bo Bo Jackson? Bo Jackson, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he played yeah. both. You know, Bo Bo was a two sporter. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders, yep, he was too. Two sporters, yes. I mean, it's 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 been done, right? But if you would think, okay, what's what what sport is Deion Sanders known for? I would say, without a doubt, football. Football, yeah, yeah. Football, yeah, yeah. And with Bo Jackson, I would say football. He was, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he, he was, I mean, a great baseball player, but I just think that he was more known as right. That's but, true. You know, playing, playing, playing football. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, but as far as like now, I, I don't think that you can even do that now. Like, I think that that um teams and leagues are going to force you no. You need to focus Pick on one. either baseball right. or football, because what if you get hurt yeah. playing baseball, and then you want to get on foot? Yeah, and it's or you know vice, vice versa. It's 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 just a um, different time now. So yeah, focus on either or. I agree. I don't see, I don't see players doing both. I don't see leagues allowing them to do both now. I, I just don't see it. Right. I yeah. don't see it. All right. This is the anniversary. Today is the anniversary of something that happened in in sports that was it was such an epic thing that happened on this day back in 1990. Okay, and what is it? We we were babies, but I wasn't born. Might, you know, remember your dad? I wasn't born. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. Okay. All right. Pinocchio. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, ask your dad then, since you weren't born yet. Right. Um, do you remember your dad maybe telling you stories about this? About ni- 1990. An upset. Like, it was an upset of, of the ages, man. Like, it was the upset of all upsets. The national title? It has to do with a um, title, yes. Okay. Yes. In a sport. Well, tell us. <laughs> Baseball. It starts with the letter B. Basketball? Nope. What is it? Baseball? It doesn't deal with, with a ball. Uh, we got to tell them. I don't know. Nope. Yes. <laughs> letter don't... B doesn't have a ball at the end. Letter B. Boxing. There you see. Come on, Steven. Thank you. You are. You know, you were making so much easier if you just just said what it was. <laughs> Douglas you versus Holyfield. You was kind and you was important. <laughs> Come on. Come on. So yes, boxing. Uh-huh. Back in 1990, somebody got knocked out. That, um, that wasn't supposed to have gotten knocked out. At least that's what they thought. All of the experts said that he shouldn't gotten out. anyway. Um Buster Douglas knocked out Mike Tyson. Okay, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. I do remember that, yeah, because we still always have the, the fight parties at our house. My dad would have them. But yeah, I do remember oh, that. Mm-hmm. You remember yeah, Mr I wasn't born yet, yeah. but now you remember. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you were there. You were um, <laughs> just probably getting home from your from your high school bas- basketball game back in 1990. Yeah, we know. 
High school? <laughs> I wasn't no high school in 1990. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Steven, Steven's not 40, y'all. No. He's not 40. Not even close. Okay. Not even close. Not even close. No. <laughs> no, no. Far, far. Far. I mean, that didn't happen like that. Far. Well, tell us, tell us, tell us about why that's so, so, such historical to this day. Because the odds were so against Buster Douglas at right. the time. Right. Mike Tyson was the undisputed heavyweight champion yep. of the world. He was everything. Mm-hmm. Like he just was. He, how can I put it? He was. He was a goat. The, I guess you could say that he was the Tom Brady. Yeah. A boxer at that time, like he was just the goat. He was the man. He was just. I mean, everywhere. I mean, right. he was just—I I, can't—I mean, this this man had a video game, Mike Tyson's Punch Out mm-hmm. on N- Nintendo. Yep. You know, and, which is like a classic game. But anyway, he, he was just everything, and he was beating d- dudes up left and right, taking names, and he was just just this powerful guy with this with this amazing body, and he, he was just. He was just different. He was just not. He was like. He looked like the boxer for for that era. Like he just fit. He kind of had like gold. Didn't didn't Mike Tyson have like gold gold teeth or something like like a gold front or something? Yeah, it was he, real flashy. He was just very hood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a he was a hood dude in a good way. Not not in you know nothing negative or anything, but just in a good way. He just represented the streets right the hood. and he was a great boxer a great fighter and um he just they didn't think that he was going to lose especially to um bus to buster douglas they, right they, they didn't think that was gonna happen and buster, buster douglas busted that and um yeah that's it but anyway yeah that happened back in night in 1990 and uh yeah it shocked the world it did yeah i remember that i do yeah. It was kind of like when um, down goes Fraser. Yeah. With when Muhammad Ali beat um, Joe. Joe was it? Was it Joe Fraser? Yeah, it was Joe Fraser. Anyway, yeah, was it Joe Fraser? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. But yeah. So anyway, all right. That's all I got. Sports. All right. The in the NBA sucks for right now. Still, it's it's. I'm waiting for it to pick up. I'll, right. I'll talk about some the um, All Star weekends coming up in, um, in like another week. So I'll talk about that, and then you know that I prefer the NBA post All Star game. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's gonna start getting really good. So I'll be talking about it more. And Most definitely. Most definitely. Gonna, yes. Oh. Oh. One last thing. Have you seen the um, the eight? The AAF, which is the American Alliance of Football, or something. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I did hear about that actually um, recently. Atlanta has a um, a um, team. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and they play at um, at Georgia State Stadium. Okay. Okay. Their football stadium. So yeah. So um, I don't know much about this league. It's something new. I do. Yeah. Research, and um, I'll talk about it in the weeks to come. So. All Sounds right. great. I'm out. All right, everyone, have a great week. Appreciate you. Absolutely. All right, right back after this.
Just the other day, you turned and walked away. Left you all alone, heart full of pain. Never said goodbye, left you there to cry. Broken down, standing in the rain. Hey, but wipe all your tears away. Cause I can't save the day. Gonna embrace the pain. Ooh, oh, the hate You must have seen it all along He was a fool to do you wrong But it's okay, I'm here to stay So stay strong and move on Superman, you'll be always slain. Girl, I'm on my way. Girl, I'm on my way. You don't have to wait. I'm a savior. Oh, oh, oh. You got your trust in me. I'll never let you down when you call on me. I'll always be around if you let me be the man you need. Baby, I'll fulfill your fantasy.
Articulate Podcast, and you are listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Well, that's our show. I want to thank you so much for tuning in tonight. A shout out to Nicole Ross of Hands Across Philadelphia. For more, for more information about their event, go to our website at stephennightshow.com. Hope you have a great week. I'll talk to you again next Monday. Peace and good night. See a pretty, pretty, pretty young thing I'ma ask her to take my hand Head to the floor hey, We gon' dance And when we get there Best believe we gonna do a two-step Ain't no drama in here So don't stress Step to the right, then side to the left Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com.